Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Wake up, little Nancy, wake up. Wake up, little Nancy. Your impeachment fraud has collapsed around your sweatpants. You have been exposed for what you are. Democrats concede their impeachment argument is failing, according to David Marcus of The Federalist. Just read the article. It's on michaelsavage.com. I'm not going to read the article to you. Every poll that has been run shows that people are not moving one way or the other. Nancy Pelosi's lying message has failed. Adam Schiff with the bug eyes and the obvious medical conditions that are under the surface has seen has been seen for what he is, a crazy man who belongs in a straitjacket. Nobody has been moved one way or the other. The sides are dug in. The Mason-Dixon line is very clear. The powder is dry and both sides are waiting for the Fort Sumter. Nancy tried to set off a civil war and failed. Schiff tried to set off a civil war, a, a, a shiffle war and failed. Their abuse of power is overwhelming. And I keep asking myself, shouldn't there be a punishment for a Speaker of the House who openly and nakedly lies to the American people about the President of the United States. Now listen to me very carefully. This is not about Donald Trump. This is not about my supporting Donald Trump. This is not about public anything. You know what this is? This is about the truth. And when you have the most powerful woman in Congress nakedly lying, as she did yesterday in her press conference, where she said that Trump threatened to withhold military aid, lie number one. The transcripts do not support that statement. It's a complete fabrication of the same woman and the same machine that tried to crucify Kavanaugh with the fake rape allegations. Do you remember what Feinstein did? And she's still there in the Senate Intelligence Committee. Do you remember what Feinstein did? Her and a contractor husband sitting up there on Pacific Heights trying to destroy a man she said over and over again that he raped people over and over again about Kavanaugh. Group rape, group rape, group rape. It was all a fraud by these vicious Harridans. The very same plan that they used against Kavanaugh that blew up in their face is what they're using against Trump. Lying over and over again. Lying about everything that they say. Lying and there's no consequence to it. What about your children who go to school and they see these liars like Pelosi and Adam Schiff? Now, listen to me. I'm not asking you to support Donald Trump here. I wish you would, because I don't want a communist ruining America. But I'm not asking you to support Donald Trump. I'm asking you to listen to me, Michael Savage, for another minute. Pelosi got up there and lied through her teeth. She said he threatened to withhold military aid to Ukraine. Lie one, he never did. He said he needed an exchange for an investigation into his political rival. He never said that. Never said that. Now, how did he jeopardize our national security? When did Ukraine become the most important foundation of our national security in that area? Never. When did this inven invention occur? National security, all of a sudden, Ukraine, the most important country on the earth. I will tell you again, 
Nancy Pelosi has destroyed our national security by melting down our border with Mexico. She has permitted illegal aliens to pour over the border. If that's not a national security threat, tell me what is. They are destroying our hospitals and our schools and our social welfare system. If that's not a destruction of our national security, I rest my case because to me that's clear and present evidence of damaging our national security. Not this fiction about withholding Javelin missiles to Ukraine, which, by the way, were given to Ukraine anyway. This uh, witch hunt being conducted by the witches and the warlocks has not moved the needle one way or the other. The sides are dug in. The sides are dug in and Trump's going nowhere. How do you like that? And my only hope here, and the only reason that I sit here with any hope, is that he resoundingly wins a second term and he gets even with all of them. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but finally when they get off his back and he has the time to go after them, he does. And then he investigates contracts that were steered to family members going all the way back to the Obama era. He investigates solar farms that produced very, very little for very, very much. He investigates all of the contracts and grants given to the favorite people of all of these inquisitors. And when they're found guilty, they are punished to the full extent of the law. You know, you say, well, they're above the law. There used to be a speaker, Tip O'Neill. Do you know that he went to prison? Am I mistaken about that, Jim? Remember Tip O'Neill? Tip O'Neill. Look him up. Look up Tip O'Neill. He went to prison. I think it was Tip O'Neill. Corrupt Democrat politician went to prison. So don't say it can't happen here. Don't sit there and feel injured by Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and these other evildoers. The time may come that they get their just. The time may come that they've overreached in their power madness. You know, you would think that someone who holds on to power for so long and makes so much money through this position of power, which is illegal to begin with, it's just if you're smart enough, you can get away with it while you're working for minimum wage. You'd think they'd be happy with the amount of money that they ripped into their pockets. But then they get drunk on the power. No one stops them. And since there are no newspapers left in America to speak of, except one here or there, they keep going and going and going until they get the mad idea that they could become president by decapitating the president and the vice president in a fake witch hunt. Let's pray to God that day doesn't come because there will be a civil war if they pull that off. I watched a little of the hearings this morning. I became infuriated. I couldn't watch it. The first one I wanted to strangle through the screen was Anderson Cooper. That pompous ass made me so angry. I see the faces of these people, and I ask myself, how the hell do they get away with it? How do they get away with lying like this day and night? And nobody challenges them. They've got the system rigged. And you, the average person, what do you have rigged? You have nothing rigged. You're just the worm at the end of the fish hook, and you know it. And you don't know which way to turn. Last night I went to a restaurant I normally never go to. I won't even mention where. It doesn't matter. And there was a young white man who was a parking lot attendant. And there weren't many cars in the lot. And I struck up a conversation with him. And he told me he was not uh, previously an EMT worker. where he picked up the human refuse of the San Francisco Bay Area. He had to go out and pick up the human refuse for the ambulance companies. He said, I didn't mind doing it. I wanted to help wherever I could. I didn't mind. A lot of them were, whatever they were, I tried to help them. He said, but you know that I couldn't make a living 
You know that they paid me only $14 an hour to do that? He said, I make more money as a parking lot attendant, parking cars, as a grown man, than I did as an EMT worker. Now, how many millions of people out there feel the same way? Now, I didn't know when I first pulled up that even know me, I don't make a big announcement. I, I'm a quiet guy off the air. Ask anyone who knows me. I'm very anonymous. But apparently he said something quietly to me. He said, Mike, is there any hope for us? And my head snapped because at the last place on earth I thought I would hear that was from an anonymous parking lot attendant in a parking lot of a restaurant I never go to. He said, Mike, is there any hope for us? And I stood there for a minute and I said, when you say us, what do you mean, sir? He said, the patriots of America, the patriot community. And I'm sending a warning out to Adam Schiff and all the others. I'm warning you. You better heed me. I'm warning you. I'm warning you again. It's not me. It's them. I'm warning you. You have ignited a revolution in this country. You think they can't see through you? You think they don't see what you're doing to this country? This is the most divisive thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've seen a lot. I lived through the uh, 60s. I lived through the uh, Vietnam War. This is a war that Nancy Pelosi has declared, not on President Trump alone. No, on all of us who voted for him. Yes, and all of us who don't want communism. And all of us who are fed up to here with the illegal aliens ruining our hospitals and schools. She has said drop dead to all of us. She said, we don't represent you. We represent a foreign entity. We represent our own self-interests. And then they found a smart lawyer, a very smart lawyer with some kind of medical problem with bug eyes. You know, the medium is the message. Adam Schiff is sending a message every time he appears publicly. The bug eyes. Why do you think he found that guy Goldman to speak for him? They found a smoother version of that vicious spider. Who was the Goldman that he found who's speaking for Schiff, who doesn't have the, the, the eyes, the bug eyes? Who? He's a regular contributor to Democrat politicians and to MSNBC. I have never seen anything like this. I don't know how this goes on. I don't know how much longer it can go on. But then again, it's Friday. It was Jim Wright forced to resign. No jail. Tip O'Neill didn't go to jail. Tip O'Neill got fired, though, didn't he? Yeah. No, didn't know. He went off to his alcoholic. Of... Dem Speaker Jim Wright forced to resign. Forced to resign. No jail. So Pelosi could be forced to resign at some point if she keeps this up. Trump could get even some way. You know, I've, I've come to see new Republicans who actually could fight. They're very quiet and very good lawyers. I've seen this. It's very interesting to watch. Very interesting that there's some really smart Republican lawyers. Democrats concede their impeachment argument is failing. Democrats caught using secret focus groups to choose Trump's impeachment crime. Did you see that story on Breitbart by John Nolte? The Democrats were found out to have created focus groups to figure out which impeachment word could be used against Trump. They were using focus groups. First, they try, tried quid pro quo. <laughs> quid pro quo. It didn't work. Most Americans don't know Latin and they don't understand it. So now they switch to bribery. It still hasn't caught on. They're the ones who are bribing. They're the ones who are extorting. But you know what I want to play for you right now before I go on about this? It's a short piece. A few years ago, I did a piece called Clones Are Us. Now, the reason I'm about to play this right now is because it looks to me like Pelosi and Schiff and all the Democrats who were trying to crucify that poor woman today, uh, it looked to me like they were clones of some evil empire. 
They didn't even look like they were humans to me. They were all repeating the same big lie. And I'm wondering if the Democrat Party is not a party of clones from another planet. Let's listen. This is Graham Hancock. I'm here outside of Disneyland. I'm at the International Clones Are Us convention. The violence is escalating as the clones are feeling more and more squeezed out of society. They want to be able to have their own day at Disneyland. They're chanting. Listen to these chants, ladies and gentlemen. It's very frightening. Clones only clones, only clones. No only. normals, no normals, no normals. Rallying the crowd is the world famous Jesse Jacks clone. Listen to me. Clones have rights too. You can't pay to try to live clones. Even immoral. You can't take rights away from clones. Clones are people too. Clones are somebody. The clones are demanding their own special day at Disneyland. They want the normal people kept out so that they, the clones, can enjoy the day without the near and sneers of the regular human population. One can understand the feelings of the clones as they are peered upon by the normals. Clones want rights! Clones want rights! Give us our rights! Give us our diversity! Stop discriminating against clones! Clones are people too! Ever since clones were introduced into our society, they feel that people have not accepted them because they aren't completely human. You must understand that clones need love too. Turn it into clonism! Clonism is wrong! From Disneyland, this is Graham Hancock signing off. Back to you, Michael Savage. And now why I was um, elected into by popular vote, the National Radio Hall of Fame, as opposed to put in there by a corporation. You don't understand this, how important this is. There was a time when really great people went into the National Radio Hall of Fame when they were put in for great um, work, as I was. But I ran against Sean Hannity, and it was a popular vote. Now, his show is bigger than mine because he has a huge agent, Fox News behind him, and Rush Limbaugh as uh, his secret supporter and admirer who helped him. And it was open to a popular vote. I want to get the record straight. And I, Michael Savage, with the much smaller show at the time, beat him. You voted for me because you know that he's a, he is what he is. Not a bad guy. I have no en- enmity towards him. He is just what he is, an, ordinarily, an ordinary, hardworking schmendrick. But he has no creativity. He repeats himself over and over again. If you heard one show from him, you heard the next 20 years. With me, what you get is a creative radio show. So I won in a popular vote by you, the listener. Then after me, they went back to corporations basically buying who they wanted to get the prizes for, as far as I can tell. They went back to that system. They were afraid to let you vote. Do you understand that? Well, that's Democracy in Action. Thank you very much. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, every once in a while, a product comes along that I happen to love, and one of them is called Paint Your Life. I had a picture of Teddy and I from my book cover, Teddy and Me, and I sent it to this company. It came back as a fully painted oil paint of that cover. It's unbelievable. you got to see this. It's a great gift for this holiday season. And I've been thinking about PaintYourLife.com because you can have any original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from any photo you pick at a very affordable price. This is a beautiful beautiful product. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. 
Why don't you have an original painting of yourself, your children, family, a special place, a cherished pet, even a car that you love or a house you love at a price you can afford from paintyourlife.com. These are true paintings done by hand by a world-class artist created from a favorite photo that you send. Paintyourlife.com makes the perfect holiday gift, but it's also great for birthdays, anniversaries, and weddings. You choose the artist whose work you most admire, and then you work with them throughout the painting process until they get every detail the way you want it. And there's no risk. Listen to this. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. It's great for decor. It's a work of art. With Paint Your Life, you get your favorite memories transformed into a work of art that will be cherished forever. Right now, as a limited time offer, get 30% off your painting. You heard me right, 30% off and free shipping. Now, to get this special offer, please text SAVAGE to 64000. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. SAVAGE to 64000. S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. And I'm not kidding you. When I say to you the picture of Teddy and me, that was painted by one of their artists from my book cover is unbelievable. It's a great work of art. I want you to be as happy as I am with one of your own photographs painted for you by a fine artist. Just text SAVAGE, S-A-V-A-G-E, to 64000. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. It's uh, Open Mic to Mike Friday on the Savage Nation. It's your show today, 855-407-282, for any topic that you feel is important, whether I've touched on it or not. If you want to talk about impeachment, try to make it interesting, because I think that no one cares. Pelosi's scheme has blown up in her face. If Pelosi was selling impeachment as a product, she'd be going out of business like most of the stores are in San Francisco because of her mismanagement. If impeachment were a product, I can go on, and I'm not in the mood to be that creative. I have two good guests coming up, by the way. At the bottom of this hour, we have the very, very popular guest. She was on the show yesterday. Everybody loves her. Kaylee's coming back today, but this time to talk about impeachment. You may be very surprised by what Kaylee McGee has to say. It's not going to be something you're going to predict. I don't think she's too happy with uh, Donald Trump today. But then again, I'm not here to simply promote a politician. I'm here to run a radio show that is of some interest to a mass audience. And uh, people have their own opinions. Kaylee McGee will be with us at the bottom of this hour. At the bottom of the next hour, another special guest, Matthew Boyle, to talk about impeachment. By the way, yesterday I railed against Erdogan in the White House. I took a huge chance. And it turns out that there was a huge uproar in the White House over Erdogan with many Senate Republicans verbally assaulting Erdogan's policies behind closed doors. I am not alone. I just take chances based upon reason. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. No one's position has changed. You know, the sides are dug in. Yesterday we spoke with a new star. A star was born, a new one. I'm sure she was a star before. Kaylee McGee writes for the Washington Examiner. Young lady, smart. And we talked about her article, Trump is wrong to trust Turkish President Erdogan. I took a chance on it because I thought Trump was wrong to trust 
Erdogan. I even said so during the press conference. I started to scream, what is he doing on the screen? Well, it turns out after the show, there was a heated exchange between Erdogan, Lindsey Graham, and other Republicans who rightly challenged Erdogan and his presence in the United States of America, especially on the stage with the president. I thought it was a disastrous mistake to uh, bring him out there. Now, today, though, we're going to talk about a new one, which is Marie Yakanovich's testimony proving Trump listened to the wrong people by the same uh, journalist, Kaylee uh, McGee, who joins us again on The Savage Nation. Kaylee, thanks for being with us again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, Kaylee, people may be surprised by what you wrote, where um, I'm going to let you explain what you wrote, not, not me say what you wrote. I don't want to paraphrase you. You say Trump listened to the wrong people after watching Yovanovitch speak. Please tell us what you mean. Yeah, so it all goes back to what the acting ambassador to the Ukraine, William Taylor, said in his testimony on Wednesday. Essentially, there were two channels with concerns to foreign policy in Ukraine. There was the regular channel with the likes of Taylor and previously Yovanovitch, and then there was the irregular channel that featured Giuliani and a few of the other Trump allies who were primarily concerned with the Biden's corruption in Ukraine, which is a fair concern. Don't get me wrong. But the irregular channel began to work against the regular channel. And unfortunately, it seems that Trump listened to the irregular channel more than he did the State Department, um, Mike Pompeo and the other guys who are probably more informed on Ukraine policy than Rudy Giuliani is. Now, why, you know, you said things in your article about Giuliani that caught my attention. You said, thanks. I said, unfortunately, those falsehoods caught on in the U.S. thanks to the likes of Rudy Giuliani and his two business associates, Parnas and Fruman, who were arrested on charges they schemed to funnel foreign money to U.S. politicians. Then you conclude your article, again, taking a, a shot at Giuliani and his gang of criminals. Those are your words. You said, who knew much more about Yovanovitch in Ukraine than Giuliani and his gang of criminals did. You're using harsh language, which is okay. I use it all the time. Why do you say Giuliani and his gang of criminals? What is it that you think that they wanted out of Ukraine? Well, I mean, two of his business associates are facing federal charges in New York right now for trying to launder Ukrainian money into the U.S. diplomat's pocket. So this mm. is actual criminal behavior, and Giuliani does seem to be at the center of it all. So honestly, if Trump were smart, he would kind of throw Giuliani under the bus here. <laughs> he probably won't because Giuliani is a loyal, he's a loyal ally. Trump appreciates that, but it could be to a fault. You know, I said the same thing last week. I said it looks to me like the Trump team is lining up Giuliani to take the fall. But I think Giuliani, uh, being as smart as he is, has stuff on them that he would use to defend himself behind the scenes, don't you? It could be. And honestly, I think that rumor has it Giuliani's already on the outs. But I don't think that Trump is going to publicly disavow him because, again, we know that this president values loyalty. That's why he relied on Giuliani in the first place with this investigation into the Biden. Kaylee, um, you watched any of the hearings today with Marie Ivanovich? Did you see any of them? Yeah, a little bit right. I watched it on and off. I could only take much. But it was interesting to learn in your article, you said that as a result, Yovanovitch was free to pursue an anti-corruption agenda in the region, an agenda handed down to her by former Presidents Bush and Obama, who had both appointed her. So you actually think she, she's a good person, correct? I 
I think that the agenda that she was pursuing in Ukraine was a good agenda. It's one that she had pursued for 33 years, and it's one that Trump actually approved for a long time until, you know, her personal sentiments, I think that there are legitimate concerns behind those. You know, a lot of the White House allies have signaled that she had fierce never-Trump sentiments. And again, the president has every right to withdraw an ambassador from a region if he sees fit. There's nothing holding him back from that. But I think that there's a difference between can you do it and should you do it? And here was an opportunity for Trump to listen to the advice of his State Department officials. And he- but why, why did Trump, what was the cover story of why Trump fired this woman uh, today? You know, Ambassador Yukimanovich, why did he fire her? What, why did he get rid of her? Well, there is no cover story. That's, that's the problem is no one knows. They, the White hmm. has not offered a legitimate reason for why they withdrew Yukimanovich. And she still, to this day, doesn't know exactly why she was recalled. Oh. The best thing that we have right now is this political kind of, because I said so, where everyone's like, well, the president can do whatever he wants. Well, yeah, yeah okay, maybe. But yeah. the question is, should he have done that? Yeah. No, you raise a good point. Of course he could do anything he wants with a diplomat. But why? I mean, don't people's lives matter? You know, I mean, this, she seemed like a, a, she looked like a rather hardworking, reasonable, middle-of-the-road a diplomat to me. I didn't see anything in her that uh, got me me in, you know, angry at her. I didn't see what she did that was wrong. I don't know what she was even up there for. I couldn't follow it. Yep, and it, it's that's exactly why the Democrats called her as a witness today, because that kind of persona of innocence really looks bad for Trump, and they're really the Democrats are really capitalizing on that. No reason for being recalled to try and advance the narrative that Trump was pushing his personal agenda over the U.S.'s political interests. So this, again, that's why it was a mistake, in my opinion, to recall Yovanovitch, because essentially Trump set himself up for this. In doing what your article, Kaylee McGee of the Washington Examiner, wrote an article. Marie Yovanovitch's testimony proves Trump listened to the wrong people. Are you implying it was Giuliani who suggested that he fire her? I think it was probably a mixture of Giuliani, some of the other Trump allies that were working with Giuliani, perhaps Gordon Sundland. And then I think it was also some of the other Ukrainian officials who had signaled to Giuliani and Sundland that they did not want Yovanovitch poking around in the corruption in Ukraine. We know now that a lot of the false rumors that they spread about Yovanovitch were not true to begin with. Hmm. Boy, this is bad. It's all bad. But, you know, when you when you enter a dirty place, a nation that is as corrupt as Ukraine apparently has been for so long, it's bound to be that the people get caught up in the dirt, that the dirt sticks to them one way or the other, even if they're decent people. And I have no idea how Ukraine became so central to this nation that it could bring down a president, let's hope it doesn't, and how it's so essential to our national security, which it isn't. That's a false narrative, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think that the U.S.'s national security interests in Ukraine are legitimate in terms of we don't really want Russia to gain a stronger foothold in that region because it could have serious consequences moving forward. But the argument that the U.S. has a legitimate economic interest in Ukraine, a lot of these are just inflated reasons for why we're over there in the first place. Well, when the Soviet Union was in existence, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, wasn't it? 
you know, when you analyze it, it's really, it's not really a breakaway republic of the Soviet Union. Ukraine is its own nation, own language, own borders, own language, own culture. But it's probably more corrupt than Russia is today on, on its own. You know, I don't know why we're so closely tied to this nation. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, the Ukrainian officials, the reason why Zelensky wanted that phone call with Trump in the first place, the reason why he wanted to meet Trump at the White House is because he's really trying to solicit U.S. aid in, you know, solidifying Ukrainian independence from Russia. So Russia is a very big concern to the Ukrainians, but you're right, they have a major corruption problem, and it seems like not even U.S. officials can do anything about it. In fact, they're getting involved with it. Kaylee McGee, do you have a middle name? I want to know your middle initial. I'll tell you why in a minute. It's a good thing. Just Is there a middle name for Kaylee McGee? Yes, Danielle. So it would be KDM? Yes. Okay. I hereby anoint you the rational conservative alternative to the communist maniac uh, occasional cortex from the Bronx. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing AOC, AOC, AOC like she's some presidential candidate. I am going to start referring to KDM uh, as my choice of the brightest young woman in the political world today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, we're referring to you as KDM. We're giving you the presidential initials, KDM, because you're far brighter and far more honest than the, the creature from the lagoon there. I don't, I'm not asking you to comment because I don't want you to get involved with my problems, but... Uh, <laughs> When I hear that communist speak and she lies about everything without knowing what she is talking about, and then I listen to you, Kaylee, and I had you on the show yesterday and today. I never really had you on before. Where did you go to college that you're so smart? I mean, you must have a native intelligence. You probably come from a great family. But I, I have to ask you these things. Maybe there'll be an inspiration to other young women out there. So let's begin with that. Were your folks very political? Um, yeah, actually, my dad is one of the biggest reasons why I got involved in politics in the first place. Um, and then I credit my college a lot. I went to Hillsdale College. Um, so I believe that I got a great education, a really sound philosophical foundation there. Um, and yeah. What, was your dad a, a, a politician? No, no, no. He's, a, he's an evangelical pastor back in Detroit. Oh, don't let any of the Democrats hear that, Kaylee. <laughs> they shouldn't hear that you actually believe in God. That that wouldn't be allowed. That That's so not permitted in, in Pelosi's America. Anyway, Kaylee, I love your articles. I think you're the future of conservatism in America. And I really love the brightness, the insights, the intelligence that you project. And I hope that young people listening to the show follow Kaylee McGee more carefully on the Washington Examiner uh, website. Kaylee, thanks again for being with us today on The Savage Nation. Thank you. KDM, our hope, our great hope for the future, KDM. She's the counterpoint to AOC. Every time you hear AOC say KDM, she's our. She's our representative, KDM. Boy, would I love to see these two go at each other in a debate. Wouldn't that be great? an evangelical Christian who comes from a good, clean background as opposed to occasional cortex who has a half-functioning brain. What fun that would be. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. So what's the sum total today? What's the sum total? The sum total is Pelosi's scheme blew up in her face. As far as I can tell by today, it's over. 
the uh, impeachment charade has not moved the needle in either direction. Neither more nor less people have been moved one way or the other. Whoever is supporting Trump still supports him. He hasn't lost one supporter. And I'll tell you something else. I think the opposite is true, actually. After watching what Pelosi and Schiff have pulled off and the lies that they're making up about him, I think that people who are wavering on Trump are actually more supportive of him. There's one thing you got to understand this, and I'll tell you this again. I'm an American. I've lived here my whole life. And America loves an underdog. I'm going to ask you something. You're going to tell me Trump doesn't look like the underdog after what they've done to him? You think Pelosi, that, that billionaire, looks like an underdog to you? The shift with the bug eyes look like an underdog to you? They look like murderous prosecutorial killers. Trump is the underdog. Trump is being attacked and assailed by everyone. Everywhere you turn, Anderson Cooper, Jake Tapper, every one of these frauds. The government media complex is attacking the president, whether you like him or not. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. Don't tell me it's justified. It is absolutely not justified. This is the sickest time I've ever lived through American history. I've never seen anything as low as this. And I'll tell you something else. I was standing in the world because of Pelosi and her goon squad has been drilled into the ground. Pelosi is destroying our national security and our national standing with her fake impeachment, impeachment condemnations. And they should be tried and found guilty for what they're doing to this nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Yield to you, Mr. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Nunez. Ambassador Yovanovitch, thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman was suspended. What is the interruption for this time? It is our time. The gentlewoman was suspended. You're not recognized. Mr. Nunez, you are minority counsel. I just recognized. Under the House Resident 660, you are not allowed to yield time except to minority counsel. The ranking member yielded time to another member of Congress. That is not accurate. You're gagging the young lady from New York. Ambassador Yovanovitch, I want to thank you for Gentleman being here today. Suspend. Not permitting a question because he's hiding this everything. Listen, listen to this scum-sucking pig. Members of Congress, duly elected members of Congress. Woman will suspend. Listen to him. Uh, listen Mr. to Bug Chair, Eye. We, we control the time. Uh, listen to Bug Eye, what he's done here. Whoever controls the time uh, can yield to whoever they wish. If we have Why are they so nice? have a few questions, it seems appropriate. Why are they so nice to, to this piece of crap? Ask her questions. Mr. Nunez, you or minority counsel recognized? You hear the little Nazi? You hear the little right. shift Nazi? Vo- Shut up! Okay, I've had it. I, I'm being a nice guy for a long enough time. I can't take it. Here's Schiff refusing to let Representative Stefanik ask any questions in his Stalinist show trial. Now you understand why Democrats can see their impeachment argument is failing? 
Do you know, I'll tell you how these things work. After this is over, Schiff will be sidelined by the party because they tried him and he failed. He didn't sell. He couldn't sell it to the American people. He is disgusting to look at, more disgusting to watch, and more contemptible to listen to. That's the good news. Now I'll give you the bad news. But I don't want to give you any bad news. It's Rock and Roll Friday. The worst of them all is not Schiff. Schiff is just the mouthpiece. Schiff is the mouthpiece for a more uh, sinister element in the Democrat Party, as represented by Nancy Pelosi. And yesterday I went on and on about Pelosi. Maybe I went overboard. Maybe I went underboard. But let's listen in for a minute. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't take it anymore. The only good news that you have is that the New York Post, John Podhoretz, says the Democrats bungled the first day of public impeachment hearings. And Podhoretz is a never-Trumper, by the way. He's just recently come around to try and attract a modicum of an audience. So that we know. But then on top of it all, wait, it gets even better. It gets even better. It turns out today that the entire impeachment hearings has blown up in, uh, in Pelosi's face. It's just not selling. No one... The needles haven't been moved on either side. So if it's status quo ante, Trump wins. It's that simple. Should I play it, guys? They say play it from yesterday. Let's listen in. Let's see how long I can take it. Let's hear this in a clip, How can the American people take us? Here's a woman who flooded California with non-citizens to keep her and her cronies in power for all these years. Destroyed the city of San Francisco with her mismanagement or her lack of management. And now what she did to San Francisco and California, she wants to do to America. She then goes on in clip five, and I'll tell you, if any fair-minded American listens to this and knows it's all lies and doesn't get as outraged as I am, you know, you really ought to check your med levels. If you're not getting as upset as I am over Pelosi's lies in clip five, you ought to check your medical levels. Listen to 05. The devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery. Lie one. Uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused power and lie violated too. his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White a House lie. in exchange I can't for listen an to this filthy liar. I can't take it anymore. Trump never threatened to withhold military aid. We've read the transcript, haven't you? She goes on and says he jeopardized our national security. How did he jeopardize our national security? Can anyone listening to this, tel- this radio show, anybody, tell me where is the truth in what this lying witch has said? He didn't violate our national security. How did he undermine our national security? Another big lie, the Democrat machine. When did Ukraine become central to America's national security? Tell me when. I Never. want one person, progressive Never. or otherwise, to Never. get on this, tel- on this radio show Never. and say to the American people, yes, Trump undermined our national security. Prove it. Call he the show and prove it. Didn't? First no of called. all, Trump never threatened him. No. He said, look into the corruption of right. Biden and his son. Are we all conveniently forgetting that the son made 50000 a month for doing nothing? Now, that's bribery. Oh, I don't believe the stories that she really didn't want to do it. She's too smart. She knew it would be divisive. She knew this. She knew that. And she was pushed by a occasional cortex. I don't believe a word of it. It's all a charade. Pelosi has a dream. And has to be President Pelosi. Here's this 80-year-old woman who is actually <laughs> plotting in a conspiracy, in my estimation, to decapitate the American government by taking down Trump and Pence in one fell swoop and become the president of the United States. That, I said this to you a month ago. 
It was then picked up by the news. I can see this from a mile away. I can read this from a mile away. This is what their plan is, to tie Pence to Trump, bring them both down, and install Nancy Pelosi as president. If you think this is far-fetched, uh, you don't really understand how politics works. Uh, let me pause right here. I agree with every word that I said yesterday. We're listening to it for a reason. Because I thought I was too emotional, but actually I was extremely rational. There's not one word I would delete from what I said. Now, let me prove, give you further proof that she's trying to decapitate both Trump and Pence and in her own mad mind become President Pelosi. We have three more of these Stalinist show trials next week, if you can believe it. Three more to sit through this crap. November 19th, guess who they're calling? Jennifer Williams. Who is she? Never heard of her. An aide to VP Mike Pence. Now, if they're not calling an aide to Mike Pence next week in order to try and implicate Pence with their scheme to take down Trump, what else are they calling her for? Do you understand what's going on here? You want to know who's playing four-dimensional chess? I am. I'm the only one in the media playing four-dimensional chess. So, you know, you don't have to be a genius. Luckily for you, I've given a lot of my life to this political world when I really shouldn't have. I really, looking back, I think I've thrown 25 years away. Because at the end of the day, you know what it is? It's all crap. It's two gangster groups fighting with each other for the spoils of the nation. I hear applause in my head. When you see the Democrats and the Republicans fighting like this, what are they fighting over? You think they're fighting over the truth? You think they're fighting over liberty? You think they're fighting over the American way? They're fighting over the spoils of the nation. Right now, the party that's out of power is just simply trying to grab the power back, which means the money, the contracts, the grants, uh, the power. It's that simple. Contracts and grants, that's all it is. And so they're not fighting over truth. They're fighting, and we see it, the people see it. We know it's two gangs fighting with each other. Instead of calling them the Crips and the Bloods, they're called Democrats or Republicans. It's that simple. But it's really bad for America to let one gang leader who's out of power. She's as powerful as any woman has ever been in this nation. And this power-mad woman, in her eighth decade, actually she's in, is she 80 yet? That means she would be in her ninth decade of life, knows no bounds to her egomania. She has no bounds, no limits to her egomania. She actually thinks that with that mouthpiece of hers, Schiff, who blew it for her, by the way, he is about the most, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, everything has to be sold in this country. I don't care what it is, whether it's a newspaper you're going door to door with or an idea, you have to sell it. We're all having to sell ourselves, do you know that? I heard that when I was a young man. You have to sell yourself no matter what you're selling, no matter whether it's for a date a job, a product, a service, you're selling yourself, right? Schiff is about the most contemptible-looking salesman I've ever seen. He failed. There's something wrong with him with those eyes. That's number one. Say, well, why are you picking on a handicapped person? It's not that he's handicapped. It's that his handicap is being used as a weapon against America to try and destroy this nation. How do you think we look to our enemies? Tell me something. You're sitting in China. You're in the Politburo of China. You're looking at this nation. You're seeing a corrupt gang fighting to bring down a president. Why would you do business with the president? You'd sit and wait it out, wouldn't you? Why would you do a trade deal with the president when you see the gang on the other side trying to destroy him? You're going to sit there and smile. You've been at this for centuries. You have a long view. America has a short view. You act in tens of thousands. You act in hundreds of years. They act in tens of minutes. America tries to do everything in tens of minutes. China does everything through long periods of time. 
So if you're one of those Chinese leaders, one of those corrupt communist dictators sitting over there, making a fortune on the side while screaming about communism, where there's no checks and balances, where there are no newspapers, in other words, it's just like San Francisco or California. China is very much like California under, under Pelosi. There's no opposition party and there's no media in China. Do you understand that? Do you know that what Pelosi has created in California is what the communist bureaucrats have created uh, in China? Do you understand that? A single party system without any opposition, number one, and number two, no media to keep them in line. This is what you want in your country? This is the nation you want to live in? So I have to tell you, looking in from the outside, Schiff is the worst possible salesman they could have picked to push this false narrative forward. He failed miserably. And if I know something about how illegitimate enterprises work from studying criminal uh, activity for a long period of time through fiction and whatnot by reading about it. They're going to get rid of him after these hearings. He won't be seen again. I mark my words, after this is all over, Schiff will be relegated to uh, some obscure position somewhere. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Steps You Must Take to Become a True Northern Californian is a little quip of an article, kind of a funny little piece written by Jessica Mullins. And she says, the first step to become a true Northern California is an elementary level lesson. And you have to understand the sharp contrast between Northern California and Southern California. Northern California is more crunchy and we don't wear bikinis to the beach. We are not friends with superficial Southern California. That's how they think these schmucks out here. She goes on. Once you arrive in Northern California, promptly register Democrat, cry over soaring housing costs, and then give the state half of your paycheck and taxes. Buy a Prius and use it to visit all of California's natural wonders. Wander into the Folsom Street Fair by accident, then decide whether to make things an annual thing you go to or avoid. Either way, get used to seeing naked people beating each other up in public. I added beating the people up in public. She wouldn't write that. Learn the intricacies of Bay Area microclimates and where to go during the summer if you want some sunshine. Also, always carry a light jacket to be ready for call the fog. Shake your head at out-of-state attempts to use avocado and the prevalence of avocado toast elsewhere. In the Bay Area, this has been a thing for more than 130 years. Outside the Bay Area, it seems like avocado portions tend to be smaller and the avocados are never as good. You get it? Also, if avocado hand is a common injury, we're not convinced other states deserve avocados. You see how stupid this is? She goes on, accept the bagels we have, then never eat bagels. Become proficient at perfectly ordering a mission burrito and never eat a burrito with a fork. Consider or do a juice cleanse. Bonus points if you have it delivered to your door. Protest the cutting down of a tree or techies or gentrification or politics. Just protest something. Spend a ridiculous amount of money on an elaborate pre-fee meal at a critically acclaimed San Francisco restaurant. Scoff when there's no compost or you receive food in styrofoam. Become convinced that anywhere outside the Bay Area and Los Angeles is all the same. It's all rural America. Go on a hike and hug a redwood tree. Drive like a Californian. That is, go too fast. Roll through stop signs. Text while you drive and master the jerk merge. Work at either a startup or nonprofit. Hate your job. Quit and then travel the world. Return with infinite wisdom and become a barrister. Then move to another state because you can't afford California anymore. 
Embrace seaweed in your cooking. Complain about any weed that isn't from California. It's kind of cute. Jessica Mullins wrote, Steps You Must Take to Become a True Northern Californian. I could uh, add a few to this, but it's a family show, so I'll leave uh, my opinions out of that particular article. We open it up the calls at 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. If uh, I've not touched on any topic that you would like to discuss, this is your show today. And if you're listening online, rather than through a radio station, it's the same phone number, 855-400-7282. Let's go to michaelsavage.com, the website. Let's listen to see. I mean, let's look at what's up there. As you can guess what's up there. Uh, let's see on the top. Michael Savage predicts decades of darkness, even if Trump wins second term. That's the infamous Breitbart article that has so many, so many visitors and hits. It's unbelievable how people have resonated with that one. An evening with Michael Savage. Life is a conservative. Time is running out. Only 16 days left to watch it. Then it will disappear from the web. Don't miss your chance to see this rare Savage live appearance. I know many of you wanted to be there. In fact, if you were there, I suggest you get a firm copy of it by going to SavageNationLive.com. You'll see yourself uh, in the tape. Report. Democrats concede their impeachment argument is failing. Wall Street Journal says Elizabeth Warren's tax plan would bring rates over 100% for some. This is the commie college prof. Over 100% for some? Are you joking? Do you actually think I would pay over 100% of my income to the government before I leave the country? Don't count on it. Marie Yovanovitch's testimony proves Trump listened to the wrong people. We had the guest on who wrote that. I don't know whether you agree with her or not, but uh, that's what she says. Democrats were caught using secret focus groups to choose Trump's impeachment crime. They were making it up uh, as they went. Another article on michaelsavage.com. When did Ukraine become a critical ally, asks Pat Buchanan. Then some character named Deval Patrick, who I honestly don't know who he is. The name sounds vaguely familiar. I think it's some sort of ice cream Cohen from Ben and Jerry's. But apparently, Deval Patrick, the ice cream cone, fired state officials to protect rapist ex-brother-in-law from registering as a sex offender. But apparently, the same ice cream cone, Deval Patrick, wants to run for the presidency to show you how sterling the Democrat candidates are. You want a heartbreaking story and picture? Video showing teen with no arms or legs being tackled and pinned by deputy in Arizona. I am telling you there's something so wrong with this picture. This kid has no arms and legs, and this deputy who was twice his size banged them to the ground and pinned them. Sickening to watch. Back in a minute. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. All right, give me a few more minutes on the show to talk about the impeachment falling apart on the Dems. That's my, my analysis, and I'm not the only one, is that this blew up in Pelosi's skirts. Schiff has failed to sell it to the American public. He's the most contemptible-looking cretin we've ever seen. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the fact of the matter is the economy is booming, the stock market is booming, uh, family income is up, unemployment rates are down, and that's what people care about. And uh, Pelosi's little gambit here to invent all of this stuff I think is failing. Joining us, and I don't know what position he's going to take, honest to God, is a very smart man, Matthew Boyle, who is with Breitbart News. He's the political editor with Breitbart. And I'd like to see what he has to say about this. Uh, Matthew, welcome to the uh, Savage Nation. Welcome to the program. Matthew, do you, do you think that the impeachment hearings are changing Americans' minds? 
No, I don't think they have changed anybody's minds. I think that people are still kind of stuck in their camps. What Democrats are seeing into them, what they want to see, Republicans are seeing what they want to see. Uh, but for the Democrats to be successful here, they have to win over Republicans. So the the Democrats have to win Republican hearts and minds over if they're going to even have a prayer of a chance as this eventually passes. I, I do think that the House will impeach President Trump. I don't see how they don't go forward with that at the end of this process, whatever mess of a process this continues through. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that they haven't won over a single Republican yet. We saw the vote uh, a little over two weeks ago on the floor that was finally authorizing the impeachment inquiry six weeks into it, where the, the there were no Republican votes for impeachment. There were actually two Democrat votes against the impeachment inquiry. Uh, so it was bipartisan against and partisan in favor. The, I think the Democrats are losing more and more votes. I think those two Democrats are going to continue to be against impeachment. Republicans are going to be continue to be unified against it in the House. And the longer this drags out, without a clear message, without a clear impeachable mm. offense. There's only three questions that mattered this week. And it was uh, today it was Congressman Stewart from Utah who asked uh, Marie Ivanovich, the former ambassador to Ukraine, this question. Uh, does she have any evidence of an impeachable offense? She said no. Uh, mm. uh, similarly, back on Wednesday, both of the witnesses were asked if they had evidence of an impeachable offense. They both said no. Uh, mm. If the Democrats can't find a single witness who's willing to testify that they have mm. evidence of an impeachable offense as this continues, they're going to lose uh, more Democrats off the end of this. The question is, is, will they be able to hold together 218 votes and pass articles of impeachment? Because of how partisan this has become, I think they will, because they're in the, major uh, they're in the majority. Uh, but if they aren't able to win over any Republicans, then the Senate Republicans, uh, it's a lot easier for the Senate Republicans to brush this off as partisan and uh, to dismiss it uh, when it does come to the Senate. Why did Pelosi take such a gamble when she's supposed to be such a political genius, which I don't think she is? She's just a power mad harridan who owns these people. I think she made the greatest error of her life, and I think she could be brought down because of this. What do you think? I, I, I agree, though, with Pelosi. I, I do think she's a very shrewd person. She's very smart. I, I disagree with her on everything politically and everything policy-wise. Uh, that being said, she's very smart, and I respect. But wait, do we are we confusing vicious with smart here? I mean, I, I know she's <laughs> the most vicious woman in American political history, but does that make her smart? I think she overreached here, and I think it's going to come to haunt her. I think she's destroyed her her legacy here. She orchestrated a comeback for the Democrats in the midterm elections. She was able to marshal Obamacare through in 2010. She, okay. um, uh, she's been a ruthless leader as the, the Speaker of the House on the Democrat side, both of her times as Speaker. The, the question is whether or not she is up to something else. And the only thing that I can think of is a theory as to why, uh, and this is based off of some conversations with some people on the left, the, mm. so nobody's really sure and everybody's kind of tight-lipped over there about it at this stage, is that the reason why she's going with this obviously losing gambit is because she kind of senses that the Democrats are headed for electoral defeat anyway in mm. 2020, uh, that they're going to lose anyway. And she wants to set the people on the high left of the Democrat Party, the squad, so to speak, up as passies, as the reason why they lost the election. Oh, you mean they pushed her into this as the narrative, and when this fails, she blames them for it? Yes, that's, that's the only reason I can think of if there is a 
uh, smart, logical reason as to why they're going forward with it. You know, I have another theory, and it's not very pretty. I've expressed it on this show. Next uh, week, on November 19th, they're calling some witnesses which will in- who will include Jennifer Williams and A to VP Pence. I have speculated that Pelosi is so power-mad that she wants to decapitate the American leadership and become President Pelosi. And by tying or trying to tie Pence to Trump in these hearings and impeaching both of them, she's going to try to become the president of the United States. What do you think of that theory? I I think that that's a legitimate theory. Uh, The fact that the Democrats have been trying to go after just Trump, but Pence as well throughout this whole thing, Look, if Trump and Pence both go down, then she's third in line for the presidency. That's not that far-fetched. There have been a number of media outlets, including the Washington Post, who have floated this theory of President Pelosi. Um, but uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is that I don't think they're ever going to get there. Because, again, to remove the president, and mm-hmm. and remo- so to impeach the president, you need 218 votes in the House. Okay. We have that because they have the right. majority. Right. Okay. They control that. Right. To convict and remove a president, you need 67 votes in the Senate. There's 47 Democrats. Uh, not, I don't even know if all the Democrats would vote to do that. Uh, I don't know if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, they've been voting with the Republicans on a lot of key judges and stuff. Uh, I don't know if, if this, if even they would vote for this. But even- You know, it's interesting what you just said, Matthew, which is that you need 67 votes, not just simple, a simple majority. And the Founding Fathers set it up that way because impeachment is such a powerful and strong remedy for a major crime, not for some trivial uh, uh, mistake. And, and again, they would need 20 Republicans, assuming they can hold all 47 Democrats together. And again, the three that I would look at, uh, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, and Doug Jones, I don't know if they would vote for it. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But uh, assuming they can hold all 47 Democrats together, they need to flip 20 Republicans. There, even with Mitt Romney out there, you know, uh, bashing Trump all the time, he won't even say that he'll vote to convict President Trump based off of what we've seen so far. So they don't mm. have a single Republican, never mind 20. 20 Republicans is a lot in the U.S. Senate. Uh, and I've seen no evidence to suggest that they'll even get one. I think on Trump's worst day in the U.S. Senate, he might lose five, maybe, maybe five Republicans. But I, I don't think that they are get anywhere close to 20 so where does this end up at the end of it all? It ends up with Trump impeached out of the House, cleared by the Senate, uh, in much the same way that the whole Kavanaugh thing went down. And we heard from Justice Kavanaugh last night. He was speaking at the Federal Society event, mm. where this came, came in as a, a hero into, uh, into the big uh, event hall where they were doing it there in Union Station. The, so the fact of the matter is that um, I, I don't think there's any way to look at this where this ends well for the Democrats, again, barring some kind of a new explosive piece of evidence that we haven't seen yet, mm. there's just no sign of that coming. And, and the other thing that may be going on here is that maybe Adam Schiff believed some things uh, from the quote-unquote whistleblower complaint that uh, uh, haven't come to fruition uh, the, and there was, a, was kind of misled a little bit. Because remember, when Pelosi came out mm. in the impeachment inquiry, she didn't wait the 24 hours for President Trump to release the transcript and the complaint. Mm-hmm. Just waited a couple of days, then maybe she would have hit the brakes on this in the beginning. So you think that? Wait, you think that Adam Schiff jumped the gun? I think that both Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff jumped the gun. Yes. So we're speaking with Matthew Boyle, who is the no. I want to tell people who you are. You're not just a caller. Matthew Boyle is the political editor with Breitbart. 
And what's interesting about Matthew Boyle is uh, that he broke stories on Fast and Furious, corruption in the State Department, and he's not always been a conservative. He voted for Obama in 08, and he began to lean right as he watched the way the media and political establishment treated the Tea Party. He said, I saw decent, honest people falsely accused of being racists. Well, he says as he grew into his conservative uh, beliefs, he withdrew from a master's in journalism program at American University, finding the professors, quote, too leftist. So, okay, you come from a background that's opposite to to this in some ways, but I think you're actually still a reasonable political centrist, if I want to analyze what you might be. I don't think you have to say you're a conservative in order to, you know, maintain credibility. I think what you have to be is a rationalist to maintain credibility, Matthew. So as a rationalist who voted for Obama, can you say that the left has gained anything with these hearings? No, they haven't. They haven't gained anything with these hearings. And look, I, I, I have a lot of sources on the left, the right, the center. I've interviewed President Trump twice in the Oval Office. I've uh, uh, covered the uh, uh, both sides of the aisle quite a bit. I, again, I speak to people regularly uh, uh, across the political spectrum. Um, the, I have deep sources in both the Democrat Party and mm. the Republican Party, probably a little bit more on the Republican side. Again, I work for Breitbart. It's a right-leaning news organization. We're very open about the side that we're conservative. Right. Um, the, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, they have not moved the needle at all with this. They, they, and the viewership is very low. So we saw the viewership numbers come out from Wednesday's hearing yesterday. Uh, no, what, what, I didn't see that. What were they, high, low, medium? They were very low. Uh, in fact, the Comey hearings and the Kavanaugh hearings both got several million more viewers than that. Oh, my God. Well, that's very telling right there. The American people have tuned out. Why? Well, I think that part of it is is that again, the, these witnesses are, uh, are 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 kind of bureaucrat. You know, they're, they're, if you listen to the opening statements that were read by Bill Taylor and George Kent on Wednesday, yeah. they right. were they were like a history lesson. You know, yes, we were getting yes. uh, a, a deep history of what. Um, In other uh, words, the star witnesses had nothing. nothing no, bo- there's no bombshells here, yes. right? No bombshells. Nothing really dramatic. At the end of the day, hearings have to be like a television show, and there's no drama here. Right, that's exactly right. And so there's no drama here. There's no, and there's no clear allegation of wrongdoing. And again, the Democrats keep trying to change it, right? So first it was quid pro quo. Then it was um, extortion. Now it's bribery. Then it's something else. Now it's attempted this. It's, they, don't, they, they don't have a clear allegation of wrongdoing that they're supposedly investigating. And again, that, that's what gets back to the first point that I was saying, which is that the three witnesses were all asked, do they have evidence of an impeachable offense or a crime by the President of the United States? And all three of them said no. Well, next week we have three more of these Stalinist show trials. And on November 19th, as I uh, earlier indicated, Jennifer Williams and A to VP Mike Pence is being dragged in in order to somehow tie Pence to Trump to try to bring him down as well so that in a wireless insane dreams, uh, Nancy Pelosi can be President Pelosi. It's just not going to happen. I think they're deranged. Matthew, I think they're out of touch with reality and they're out of touch with the American people. Do you concur with their with the fact? And again, I think you're more of a centrist than anything else. I'm an extremist. I'll admit it. I mean, I'm an extremist in my viewpoint because I hate communists. I hate communism. I would do anything to stop them. I know the terror. I know the murder. I know the, the ethnic cleansing they engage in. And I know where this will go if they're not stopped. That's how I see it. It's that dire. But do you actually think that these hearings could be aborted at some point? 
by the Democrat Party once they determine it's doing them more harm than good? I think they're going to move quickly, uh, as quickly as they can, towards a vote on articles of impeachment because they're losing more and more support among their own conference for this. So there are 31 districts right now across the country where there are Democrat representatives that Trump won against Hillary in 2016. Mm. There are only 19 seats, 19 seats that Republic, if Republicans can take back a net 19 in the 2020 congressional elections, they'll retake the House majority. So if they take on just a, a, a most of those 31 districts, not even all of them, then um, the, the, the Democrats lose a majority in just one term in Congress. So, so you're suggesting that the swing districts that went over to Pelosi's side in November could easily swing back. Uh, to the uh, Republican Trump side, if this keeps up, basically, yes, yes, and and again, the Democrats have zero legislative accomplishments since they've taken the majority. They have oh. nothing on health care, nothing on infrastructure, nothing on trade. There's the USMCA, which is sitting there. They haven't passed. Mm. It. There's uh, nothing on paid family leave. They haven't done mm. anything that they promised. So they lied to the American people to win the election. They lied. They claimed they were going to stick up for your health care and infrastructure mm. stuff. They, and they've used the power that they got from that to do this impeachment. Issue. Unbelievable. No, that's a very big point, uh, Matthew, that they've done nothing except try to destroy the presidency with their new new uh, majority in the House. Well, again, you can follow Mr. Boyle, Matthew Boyle, at uh, Breitbart.com. Great outlet. Very important. And we'll have to keep watching your articles. You know, I'm envious that you interviewed the president in the Oval Office. I only got to have hot dogs with him on Air Force One, but I didn't interview him. <laughs> I'm sure those hot dogs were amazing on air they, they were amazing but I actually think he interviewed me uh, more than I interviewed him uh, we, we did it in our own Queen's way but I'll continue to keep looking for your articles Matthew thank you so much for being with us on the Savage Nation anytime great great guy see what we're doing on the show now do you see it wasn't good enough that we had the best show in the business we now want, I want to have the best show in the history of talk radio I'll be right back Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Oh, thank God Friday is here. Isn't it great? I know that many of you, your hearts are broken when I leave the airwaves. There's nothing left to listen to. I understand that. It's, it's, it's a drought. It's a terrible drought. But uh, there's only so much one man can do, and you've got many, many choices throughout the rest of the evening. It won't be me, but uh, you have your choices, that's all. The news is horrible. Warren tax plan would bring rates over 100% for some. Are you listening to the idiots on the other side? And, you know, you look at what the Democrats are offering, which is nothing but hatred and division, class warfare, race warfare. And you say to yourself, if you're, let's say you're not a Republican and not a conservative and you're not even a Trump lover or even a Trump voter, why would you vote for any of them? For what reason? Do you want the French Revolution here? You want the Russian Revolution here? Is that what you want? I don't think the average American who doesn't love Trump wants a revolution. And by the way, they're all doing pretty good. Even the Trump haters, they're, they're all driving a nice car. The roads in Northern California, you can't even believe every illegal alien has a car. There's so many cars on the road because of the overpopulation, which used to be a big thing amongst the left-wing crowd. Oh, overpopulation. That's when whites were having too many babies. That's before they started having dogs instead of babies. But now that's not an issue of a population. You can't believe the highways and the byways. And that's all because of the SS Trump, the Trump machine. Back in a minute. Well, Monday anyway. 
the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>